Hey everyone, this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA. I am Munish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries. We are recording this on a Monday evening US time where weirdly there are no West Coast time matches and I have no reason why. I tried looking it up, why? I thought there would be something that usually it's like a big NFL game or something but today was nothing I have no idea why there's no uh, West Coast game I guess probably because yesterday there was a bunch of games and it probably could have been one of the best days ever in NBA because right from the morning right uh, there was a bunch of games like the Suns played the Bucks in the early morning game Bucks came out uh, victors in a close game then the Lakers had that incredible 27 point comeback against the Mavs Warriors and Tables uh, Warriors were trailing by 10 uh, with four minutes left, and they made a comeback. Great game. Uh, the Nuggets and the Clippers took it to overtime. Uh, Jokic and Kawhi Leonard went at it. Amazing watch. And then all of this was just highlighted by a Portland versus Houston. I mean, overshadowed by a Portland versus Houston Rockets game because Dame Lillard went berserk, scoring 71 points, season high points, uh, tying Donovan Mitchell, and also tying Clay Thompson's second place for 13-3. He just yeah. missed the record by one. He he was gassed out. I think he had he was going for the record and he just couldn't even uh, stay on the court anymore. But lots to talk about. Uh, we'll talk about yesterday's games. We'll talk about how teams have been looking after the trade deadline and the new look rosters. Uh, the new look Lakers, of course, they're undefeated since they acquired Mo Bamba. Uh, so lots to, lots to come on today's episode. Whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast, join us, Tanvi and Shlok. We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday. Only on the IVM Podcast Network. Trust us, it's going to be lit. Let's start off with uh, the Lakers because uh, incredible 27-point comeback victory would have given you hopes, right? I mean, they dominated the Mavs in the second half of that uh, of that game, uh, Luca and Kyrie had no idea what to do. They locked up Kyrie, in fact, when uh, Luca was off the court, and the defense looked great. Uh, that entire trade package that went through, uh, we all spoke about D'Angelo Russell and how he's the big name that they acquired. But I think the big name they acquired was Vanderbilt. Uh, Malik Beasley, who could, who can knock down open shots, and Va- Vanderbilt, who was amazing on defense. If you followed the Minnesota Timberwolves last season, you would know what you're talking about. I think they got yep. uh, Vanderbilt for cheap. Uh, That's a good trade, man, as it turns out. He's a really good player. He's a good defender. He can can knock down threes when needed from the corner. Uh, He can lock down the best guy on the opponent opponent squad also. So, I I really like that move. I I told you that I like Vanderbilt. Uh, He's great. He can knock down open threes and that's what he wants. So, while all of this was going on and the Lakers look like, wow, they can still compete and no other 13 seeded team has got this much hype that they can still win the win it all. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> even after the yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, and then uh, today you get the news that LeBron's injured and he might be out indefinitely. Yeah. What do you make of that? Is the season over for Lakers? Uh, is it like mm, thank you for participating, or is there still hope for this new league team because you have a bunch of pieces around AD now? I, it's, it's a it's a tough decision, right? Um, it's tempting to say screw it. We'll see next year. Uh, because this looks like a good squad, get them together, we'll see next year. It's kind of, uh, assume, assume you're the Warriors and Steps out injured that season where he broke his hand. Next season yeah. you get Step back, you get clear back, you sort of put a semblance of a squad together. 
Uh, funny enough, D'Angelo Russell was involved somewhere in, in that <laughs> cycle also. He really is the change maker, whether he comes and goes or goes and comes. Or sounds wrong. Yeah. Um, what a what a trade this is turning out to be. Let me start there and then let's discuss Lakers hopes. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, you know what you're going to get. Uh, yeah. Ball handler, kind of can play make. He used to be an excellent playmaker. I don't know what happened to that side of the game. When he came Still in, is, but I think he kind of gets in his own way, right? He tries to take, do a little too much. Uh, when he's just playing selflessly, I think he's really good. So, the first, he was the number two pick, right? Lakers picked yep. him number two. If I'm not wrong, he was the one picked ahead of Jason Tatum. I think Tatum was in that draft. and uh, I think so. Uh, Lakers, yeah, yeah, Lakers picked D-Lo. Um, and, and at the time, he was an off-the-dribble guy who can score, but with a freakishly good pass. He was kind of lamello. With possibly better scoring, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember summer league first game that I at least that I saw him. I don't remember if that was his first game. <clears throat> he made this incredible on the run forward spinning bounce pass, like he had crossed the halfway line. There's a defender ahead of him, and beyond the defender there's a player. So he had to bounce it beyond the defender, which would then spin into the path of the player. And he was threading the middle like leg spin, Shane Warnish thing going on, and he did that. He, he, it, was, it was an unreal pass, and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Not bad. I don't know where that side of him went. I hope to see more of him. But that's a good player unto itself. Beasley, we know what he can do. Yeah. Vanderbilt. So, whenever I watched the Timberwolves, I was always fascinated by the, the, the trio and how they come together. And by Ant, frankly. I just Because Ant is that kind of talent where it could go. He could be one of the worst players to ever have talent and waste it. Yeah. Or be one of the greatest of all time. Like There's no in-between with Ant. He's, he's going to be one of these two things. So it's fascinating for me, right? I kind of never paid attention to how good Vanderbilt was um, on defense. I think it's something I had taken for granted, which uh, at least early flashes, great stuff. Now, with all this, without the king, if they had this team at the get-go, I had to said, bring on the playoffs, at least. I don't think they're good enough to really, you know, uh, stomp on teams in the playoffs, but I'd say bring on the playoffs. Now, they need to win like 19 in the next 25 or something like that to, to get to the playoffs, right? What's their uh, win requirement yeah, at? No, they're like four behind fourth-placed Sacramento Kings. Clippers. Hold on, so, let me, let's... It's not a big jump, I would say. Uh, pulling it up. And pulling the Lakers have one of the easiest schedule going into the last half. That they do. So, they're, they're on 29, four games you said, was it? Yeah. The Clippers uh, are not too far ahead. Yeah, so, oh, that's off fifth place now. What the fuck? Yeah. What's happening in the West, man? I haven't seen it. Okay. Yeah, um, it's like two games you don't watch and you could be fifth or you could be 13th. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I was away last week. Oh, fuck. Um, Portland still languishing. I have zero hope from them. Um, I don't know how Pelicans are fucking things up. Minnesota have been rising ever since the trade, yeah. if anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know what? Let me bet on it. I say this team goes to the playoffs. So long as Anthony Edwards, sorry, Anthony Davis uh, can stay on his feet. Uh, I was just looking at Jazz and Timberwolves and I said Edwards. So long as AD can stay on his feet, I think this is still a, a shot for the playoffs. At the planes, at least. Uh, we'll I still see. think so. I agree. Uh, I mean, what? if the Lakers have to meet the planes, that means three teams would drop out, right? Uh, yeah. And I would count... Yeah. Utah Jazz drops out. Jazz, right? that's what I was going just, for. They'll Absolutely. just shut down the season and they'll yeah. probably injure Markkanen and knock his bones out and not let him play. Yeah. Uh, Pelicans, I think they're not too... I don't know what they've been up to, the Pelicans. 
Yeah, I, I, if Zion is not coming back, I don't think the Pelicans... They lost to Orlando yeah. Magic earlier today, so I don't think they'd yeah. qualify either. Yeah. Uh, and OKC or Portland, you can expect one of them to drop down as well. I would say. No, so, OKC are behind uh, LA right now, so let's say they yeah. stay here. Yeah. Portland, I fully expect, but Port- Portland is also outside the... So, the playing spots right now, Warriors, Jazz, T-Wolves and Pelicans. Yeah. Uh, but not too far above them are, are the Mavs, Clippers and some, what the fuck is happening in the West? Barring like the top three, everyone's between 33 and 29 wins, all the way down to 12 spot. Yep. So, let's see. Warriors, scrape through. Yeah, they're good to scrape through. Mavs, I think, are good for a playoff finish. Uh, yeah. Spot, Clippers not a play. Go through too. Clippers will go through too. So, I, I think the planes, I think Warriors will stay in the planes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Lakers need... Uh, the Lakers actually only need to leapfrog one team. So, I'm comfortable yeah. picking the Jazz. One of them or the Pelicans, I'm pretty sure, will drop. Yeah. I don't expect Portland to rise. Everyone else is a safe bet not to rise. Yeah, I think I'm still good for the playing spot for the Lakers. I think so too. I think we have the same uh, same uh, top 10 at least. Uh, whatever order it may be, right? I think yeah. it's the same top 10. I think the yeah. LeBron injury comes at a wrong time. Uh, hey, blessing in disguise? What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? If he's out for, maybe blessing in disguise? What if he's out for X number of games? Because we're both clearly picking the Lakers to go through. There's enough mm-hmm. games for him to be out for a month, maybe a month and a half and still come back. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, just just time it to come back on the planes. Um, what if this is another sort of mini bubble blessing in disguise where he's got time to recover? Is it though? I mean, if Anthony Davis was the guy injured, I'd still be okay. I don't think it makes a difference for LeBron. He comes off, if he's playing, he's 100%. And I don't think the injury is like really... I mean, playing back-to-back and all doesn't really hamper him as much. I don't think so. Uh, if it was Anthony Davis who got injured and you said me and you told no, him that, uh, I didn't mean it that way. So I get what you mean. Sorry, no, that's not how I meant. What I meant was we've seen how injury-prone LeBron's been since coming to the Lakers, mm-hmm. and that just happens to be a coincidence. It's just age. Um, yeah. Like first full season, first season he was out. I think like 20, 30 games or more. Mm-hmm. Then he's been missing consistently except the bubble season where they got that big ass break, right? So, yeah. my assumption is if there's going to be an injury or two every year now because he's more susceptible to, to knocks and there's mm-hmm. a lot more wear and tear, I'm saying rather now than during the play-ins or worse in the first round of the playoffs. Like okay. So, I'm frowned on that angle. Okay, yeah, yeah. If that is the case, yeah, why not? If you have LeBron for the playoffs, you'd still bet on the Lakers at least making the play-ins, oh, play-ins and yes. then qualifying through the play-ins, right? So, yeah, if they go to the playoffs with this squad and LeBron, I'm picking them for, for a win at the very least if not going to the conference finals. Oh, wow. Because okay. I still okay, see... That's... So, I'll tell you why. No, I, I know I know it sounds bold. But the assumption is bold also that all these guys are still standing when they get to the playoffs. <laughs> um, why I say this, despite a shaky squad, despite having just been put together, what have they put together? They've really put together only pieces that individually are good in defense. Yeah. And they've, uh, they've picked knockdown shooters. The only guy really that has to fit into a system is D'Angelo. Everyone else, you've just got to make sure LeBron gets them the ball and they'll figure it out. Schroeder's yeah. been around. Right? So, it's not really a sea change if you think about it. So, mm-hmm. then, um, in the playoffs, when I look at the rest of the West, mm-hmm. the fuck do we have here? Nuggets, number one in the West, I really don't know in the playoffs. Okay. I really don't know what the hell they'll do on defense. It's the same problem that Dallas has. Yeah. And they've been good on defense and I still have these questions. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they'll do in the playoffs. Because they're going to get targeted. They'll pick off individuals and, and they'll keep going at it. Uh, yeah. Nuggets, no confidence. Sacramento, first-timers, who the hell guess? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they'll, they'll come, they'll do something, they'll just, they're just happy they're there. 
Memphis, they fired in the West. I have no hopes. Zero hopes that they will do anything. You put the Lakers against the Grizzlies, I'm picking the Lakers. Just because of experience, I'm picking the Lakers. That's what I'm saying. So, I pick that. I I mean, I'd pick them over the Kings for sure, right? Yeah. Um, Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Nuggets fully fit. I don't fancy the Nuggets if the Lakers are fully fit. I really I, don't. I find it a little difficult to pick. But you watched. You watched the one-on-one, right? Granted, it was two seasons ago. But you watched AD on Jokic. It, it's a no contest as good as Jokic is. So then others have to step up. I still think the Nuggets would win that win that series. I think the Clippers could beat the uh, Lakers. They you know what? It's a bet. Last ten times. It's a bet. If Clippers, I'd be afraid. By the way, I'd be afraid if Clippers are fully fit. I mean, Clippers, I'd be afraid for the NBA. You have two squads where it's entirely possible not a single star shows up for the entire series. <laughs> so, I, I'm afraid for the league if that happens. But you know what? You're on. If the Nuggets face off against the Lakers at any point, you're on. Whatever bet, we'll put up a screenshot of the Google Pay transaction at the end of it. Or I don't know, the foreign remittance fee. I have no idea. What you it. No, I have a Google Pay account, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll pay your sister. Right. So, <laughs> Denver, so I'm taking, uh, so Grizzlies, no way, man. Kings, no way, right? Suns is the only kind of dicey thing. Um, uh, Mavs, Clippers, I'd be afraid of. So, there are at least three teams in the West where mm-hmm. I'm confident, fully fit Lakers, if they get to the playoffs, they're taking them down. So, it's not that wild to think of a conference finals run. Beyond that, wild AF. But until <laughs> then, not really. Wow, I, I still call that bold. I mean, once they make the playoffs, I'm still a little more confident on them. Till they make the playoffs or not. So it's, oh, yeah, yeah. I told you, the assumption is bold. Yeah. We often yeah. miss the premise and then bite the bite all of what follows. What do you make of the Mavs, by the way? The Lakers came yeah. back from behind yesterday, right? They were awesome in the first half. They seemed like they were running away with it. Second half, they disappeared. They could not defend anything. AD yeah. was just dominating whoever was in his way. LeBron was getting to the bucket easily. And I think this is what we spoke about last week as well. I think the Mavs will really struggle on defense. And... In the playoffs, this will be a little more apparent, right? Where uh, teams are just picking their weakest, picking the weakest defender and just trying to attack him and charge at him. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a big problem. And uh, what do you think of the Mavs? I, I really, who can the Mavs defeat amongst this? I know. Let's leave out the Sacramento mm-hmm. Kings because I think everyone will be yeah. there. Grizzlies. I'm, I might bite my own tongue later, but I'm just saying. Uh, no, no. Grizzlies. Okay, inexperience. But if you take the Suns, you take the Warriors, you take the Denver Nuggets, if you take the Lakers, Clippers. I don't think the Mavs beating either of these teams. Yeah, none of them. Um, by the way, Grizzlies, I'd be comfortable saying this even in a pre-Kyrie Mavs. I think yeah. Jamarant's great. Yeah. Nobody yeah. can handle Luka on that squad. I agree. Luka would butcher them in round one, right? If they, if they face off. So, yeah. So, um, Sacramento, you've mentioned. Nuggets would beat up. So, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this Mavs yet. It's still, you know, uh, unlike what I said about the Lakers, this is something where the entire system has to change. Yeah. There it was just knockdown shooters, individual yeah. defenders. The whole system changes here because now, now all of a sudden you have Luca being contained to yeah. under 30 in a game because the ball's being spread around. Right. What blew my blew my fucking mind was against the Lakers. Okay, so Luca and Kyrie had similar offensive outputs, right? Mm-hmm. I'll I'll read the stat line to you uh, from the box scores. 21 points, um, 11 rebounds, five assists. 26 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. These are the two stat lines. Incredibly, it's Kyrie the, that had the 11 rebounds and the 5 assists. He out-rebounded Luka in the game. Which kind of tells you he was not allowed to do anything at the other end of the court in the second half. 
you're just here picking up rivas it's bizarre right so uh, i don't know i think it's your one it's too much to expect them to do a whole lot especially with an all attack no defense formula where nuggets in your five were still not sure right dallas yeah. in your one even with yeah. those two it's a bit much i agree i i'm not at all confident on these maps if they are facing one of the big teams like the like clippers Ooh, if the clippers oh. are fully fit i don't fancy the maps at all as much as it's luka against the clippers Yeah, I mean we've been talking about the Clippers uh, for a bit now. So let's get to them. Uh, Kawhi Leonard looks amazing. For four years right? now, <laughs> the last two games that they played had all the playoff vibes. They played against the Sacramento Kings in that incredible one seventy six one seventy five game. Uh, who needs an All Star for high scoring games, by the way? Uh, <laughs> and then yesterday against the Denver Nuggets in another overtime game, which also had all playoff vibes. The Clippers ended up losing both of those games, which were close. Uh, We've seen this with the Clippers in the past. Close games, they choked against the Denver Nuggets three times in that bubble series. They lost to Luca and the Mavs a few times. They didn't lose the series, but they lost a few close games. And uh, against the Phoenix Suns, when they got knocked out in the conference final, right? Close games. Clippers, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Kawhi Leonard is amazing. Paul George still suspect when it comes to close games. Do you think that's going to be a problem? I know we are talking about Clippers and how they fit. They are one of the favorites and whatnot. Close games, they not been able to close it out. They didn't even close it out against the Sacramento Kings. Would that worry you if you were a Clippers fan? No. Um, <clears throat> Two consecutive games. No. What worries me is we've been talking about them for four years now, saying if every year and then nothing happens. Mm-hmm. There are another seventy sixers. Really, if you look at it objectively, there are another seventy sixers. Every year we think this is it. It's it. That's yeah. it. They're gonna come fit. It's over. Except that. Except that for the seventy sixers, we never think of it like that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we kind of. No, yeah. I mean Embiid makes this big MVP run, and then we're like, "Oh, should Embiid and Simmons? This is oh, see, now they have hard. Nothing happens." Zilch. But the Sixers never beat the big teams. They never beat Bucks. They never beat the Celtics. Like the Celtics the other day, they yeah, but, lost to them in a close game. Yeah, uh, man, but that's all regular season, right? In the playoffs, it um, the Sixers yeah. at least at least once, at least somehow, got to the conference finals. Uh, yeah. Lost on the last shot in Game Seven to the flukiest <laughs> shot ever hit in human history in basketball, and the guy that took them down—that was the last season that he actually played um, full NBA basketball. Even there, I'm sorry, load managed his regular season. Right? Same dude, LA Clippers. Okay, four years, no idea. Am I worried about close games? Absolutely not. Why am I not worried? Because these guys play together like once every thirty games or so. Yeah, yeah. Close games require. Um, there are set pieces you practice. Ten seconds on the clock, got to get a shot off. What do you do? Uh, got to get a key stop. What do you do? How do you switch? What practice? Nobody's showing up to these practices, so their close games are just best efforts. Just mm-hmm. figure it out on the floor. We'll see. They're they're playing improv basketball. So I, no, I'm not worried because the moment, they have a good coach. They have great players, experienced yeah. personnel. Paul George kind of redeemed himself last season. Uh, in the playoffs, I really got to respect his run. So they no, I'm not worried. Last, last season they didn't make the playoffs. Oh, was it? Can we the Clippers? <laughs> so, um, so I don't know. I, I am okay. I think if they get a stretch of runs again, if for the fourth year in a row, if they get a stretch of games, and if this is going to be the last season, you keep this duo together. If you don't, I don't know. It's like it's like Dame Lillard in Portland. I don't know. Every game, I think it's the last, and then it just keeps stretching. Well, a few minutes ago, I said uh, nobody. I mean, Sacramento Kings are not beating anybody in the playoffs. I probably want to correct myself. Uh, Memphis seeing Sacramento Kings play of late is kind of like 
ஒன்ஸ் I'd expect them to beat the Grizzlies if they face it. I don't think wow. they'll face them. Wow, okay. That's okay. the... I, I just don't like that team. It's not so just that they shoot their mouth off. Question. Who do you expect the Grizzlies to beat amongst all of these top 10-12 teams? Nobody. Nobody. They made the second round last season. Good for them. <laughs> Who did they beat? Timberwolves. <laughs> Congratulations. And other fucking team that never has anything figured out. Nope. Zero faith. Zero wow. faith in the Grizzlies. Wow. No respect for the second-seeded uh, Memphis Grizzlies here. I have no respect for the West. It's not that they are second-seeded. The West is fucked up and that's why they are in second place. So, my disrespect is towards the West. I mean, look wow. at it. There are... This is like 20 games to go. There are like 8 teams crunched between uh, yeah. 4th and 12th. Like 4 games at point. What the fuck is this conference? I mean, so does that not speak volumes of how consistent they've been and how inconsistent everyone else is? I agree. Problem, I agree. Right? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree, but uh, also they exist in the real world, in the Western Conference, which sucks. So mm-hmm. they've been consistently second place. Uh, it's true. It is also true that nobody else has been consistent and therefore by default they rise to at least the top three. And then they're better than Sacramento. Congrats, fucking Lesson. What do I say? <laughs> not impressive. Okay, no, so it's just, good. look, I mean, there are good good regular season teams and then there are uh, mm-hmm. uh, tough matchups and easy matchups in the playoffs. I think the Grizzlies are an easy, ma- uh, easy matchup for most teams in the West. Wow, okay, okay. I wish Jamorant gets this clip somehow and then... They're fine in the West. <laughs> He did respond, got his ass whooped after that. What's up with the Warriors? Every time they, they make a great comeback win and you're like, okay, this is the time, this is the game that spins the Warriors season around. They go back and lose to the Lakers by 20 points. They win a great Ooh. game against... They'll probably beat the Boston Celtics by 20 and next game they lose to the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. They have not been able to get a run of four consecutive wins this whole season. Their highest... Their longest streak this season is three consecutive wins. Steph is out. Draymond is out. Wiggins is out. Wiggins has some personal problems so don't even know when he's going to come back. Uh, it's not even injury. It's some family-related issue. Uh, no idea what that is. Steph is slated to come back next week. Draymond is probable for tomorrow's game. Clay Thompson though uh, let's start off there uh, he's been on a heater hasn't he he's been averaging 26 points uh, since january also it's his career high uh, in points rebounds and assists this season just when you, everyone was calling him washed and what not he's averaging 44% uh, he's hitting 44% of his threes since the start of the year do you think clay thompson's really back like back to being the 2018 clay thompson never did go away I, i think their game changed so he wasn't getting as much of the ball i, I think they kind of turned him into a, just a catch and shoot once in a while kind of guy rather than like a staple um part of the offense and and also he did get off to a slow start after um yeah. after injury right so um yeah his offense never kind of went away i think he's just seeing a lot more usage right now now that most of them are out but he's always been that shooter um 2018 clay no way he's nowhere close on defense And, and Clay was an excellent two-way player, right? The other side of the game has never... Made the all-defense team, if I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I think that part's done. Like that clear, I don't know if we'll get it back. That level of defensive intensity. Yeah, throughout maybe a game, 48 minutes to do that, I don't think he'll do it. Yeah. Like 40 minutes of a playoff. But maybe a key game in the playoff. Like last two minutes, I think he still does it. Like Oh yes, absolutely. It's, it's just, he can't stretch that over a game, let alone a season. Yeah. So I think they'll have to be wise when to use it. Uh, they need to be wise man to use his oh, he's minutes. Gone. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, but come on, it's, a, it's an easy pun. I think that's where Wiggins played his part last time. Last yeah, time, right? absolutely. Wiggins did the job that Clay used to do previously. Wiggins, GPT2, GP2, GP2. I'm using chat GPT so much, I said GPT2. <laughs> Open AI is wondering when did we launch this one now. <laughs> I thought we were still on 1.0. Yeah, so GP2, Wiggins. Um, they had a very interesting defensive roster last time around. And yeah, that's kind of why I'm a little game. worried. They don't have that this time. Just, I'm a little worried too. I mean, uh, yeah. till the Warriors win some a playoff round, right? I'll be like, wait, is this team even doing anything? They'll win a round. They've got shooters. They'll win a round. They've got Steph. They'll win a round, but I don't know. But that was a worry I had coming into the playoff last season as well, where they did not really get a run going before the playoffs began. They lost Steph for the last part of the season, and then they had like they were a 500. I think they were a 500 team after the All Star break, and they just barely made. Uh, the third seed even. They would have they would have lost the third yeah. seed to the Dallas Mavericks, if I remember. So, no, I was okay. If you remember, I, I had picked them to go to the finals. The only yeah. worry I had was the Bucks who kind of shot themselves in the foot. So yeah. I, I actually thought it would be a Bucks uh, um, Golden State Finals. So, yeah. yeah, I think the Bucks would win that. Okay, let's talk about the East. I mean, we spent too much time on this rubbish teams in the West. So, let's talk about the East. We have a new top seed uh, after the Boston Celtics for the New York Knicks today. The Milwaukee Bucks have won 14 in a row and a few of these games have been without Giannis. Uh, yeah. this four, all of these 14 games have been since Chris Middleton has come back. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about Chris Middleton yet. How awesome has Drew Holiday been over the stretch? I think he's elevated himself to being the second best player on this team. He's overtaken or leapfrogged Chris Middleton. He is the guy. In the absence of Giannis, you see that he goes and gets 30 points, 8, eight assists, 7 rebounds, whatever. Uh, my question is, how does Drew Holiday never get uh, talked about mm, when you yeah. talk about defensive player of the year. Like last year, Marcus Smart got it, right? Uh, so point guards do get that award. Why is Joe Holiday never in that conversation? Even this year, when you look at the top three, it's like Claxton and Brook Lopez. Brook Lopez from Milwaukee, but he's awesome. No no doubt about it. But better than Joe Holiday? Better than Yanis? Yeah, the NBA never evolved past... Um, before the shooting era, or at least before, say... Jordan, Kobe, Allen Iverson, these guys made guards sexy. The NBA was always a big man's league. Right? Mm-hmm. You had your Magics and your Larry Birds and whatever, who had size by the way, so a terrible example. Yeah. But <laughs> but the number one draft pick would consistently be whichever dude is seven feet tall. True. Whoever. Greg Oden gets picked out of Durant, though Durant's yeah. like an inch short. Um, <laughs> Uh, like Jordan, Jordan didn't go number one because Hakim was in that draft. So yeah. we, it's always been a big man's league. So then, because it's always a big man's league, defense means what Bill Russell did. It's what uh-huh. Kareem did or what Hakim does. Uh, did Shaq? It's big man swatting shots under the rim. It's, it's swatting flies. That's defense. Locking up people in the paint. That's defense. Defending uh, the low post. That's defense. Locking up somebody on the perimeter <coughs> to the untrained eye is tough. To the trained eye, it's easy to miss. Because mm-hmm. it's not, there's no, there's no one key milestone there, right? When you yeah. block, you see that satisfying contract. It's on the box it, the box it does. 
when you're um, like what a clay does in his prime or, or like that famous thing where Kobe locked up Kyrie or where mm-hmm. uh, Juru does this for a living every day or Kawhi. Um, yeah. Only when it's done to LeBron James in the NBA Finals, he gets the Finals MVP. <laughs> is it noticed, right? Otherwise, mm-hmm. pe- people just don't notice. You've locked a lane. You've read a pass before it's made. You've got a steal. None of these things are noticed. The only thing that's sexy is low post and block. So yeah. that, that's my hypothesis, at least, on why. No, fair enough. I think that's a fair assessment of why Drew Holiday is never in this conversation. I'm all for Drew Holiday making at least the all defensive first team this yeah, season yeah. because absolutely he's incredible. Every time I watch him play, the whoever the point guard is on the opposing side, right? Even if it's Steph Curry, he never has an easy day. And I think he has Devin Booker's number because the number of times he stripped Devin Booker of the ball, uh, even in that famous yeah. finals where he stripped Devin Booker and threw a uh, lob to Giannis, right? Yeah. Uh, even yesterday, that was the case in the final uh, seconds of the game. <laughs> Devin Booker uh, cannot get past Drew Holiday. So, I love Drew Holiday's game. He's always been the selfless guy. He never gets the attention yeah. because Giannis is on the team. Fairly so. Yeah. But uh, he's amazing. He's, he's one of the great, uh, one of the great teammates, I would say, in this era. Of this era. He'll, he's been in the league for this long and still yeah. making a name for himself. So, uh, love to see it. Uh, yep. The Boston Celtics, though, they've been they've hit a little bit of a roadblock, haven't they? I mean, they started off on fire, not losing a lot of games and whatnot, and now Milwaukee Bucks have caught up to them. And Celtics sneakily have been losing a few games here and there. They lost to the Orlando Magic three times this season. They lost to the Bulls a couple of times. Uh, they lost to the Knicks today. Uh, Knicks have been on great form, by the way. Another discussion. Yeah. Uh, should the Celtics be worried? Are they really as good as last as they were last season? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Sometimes maybe we read a little too much into, mm-hmm. um, you know, these kind of regular season one-to-one matchups. No, I think the question I always ask myself is, uh, myself is, any of these defeats, what does that show that convinces you there's a pattern? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, someone's dropped off, the system's not working. Blah, blah, blah. I really haven't seen any. It just happens to be losses. They've dropped games. Uh, the Bucks dropped games at the start of the year, but you know they've kind of picked themselves back up. Miami Heat have made a living whenever they have a half-decent squad of just sucking for an entire half of the season yeah. and then bouncing back. This team, this very Celtics team proved that not too long ago. Yeah. That you can Absolutely. suck in the first half and then you know just catch fire. So, no, it's alright. I haven't seen anything systemic or such. I think the top seed in the East is a big, big, big must. I mean, it's a, it's a battle for the top seed yeah. and it's very important. The reason is you avoid playing a tough second round, right? I mean, given that Philadelphia 76ers might probably be the third seed. Most likely, right? Uh, would you fa- would you rather face the Sixers with Joel Embiid in prime form or would you face the Cavs uh, who would probably finish fourth and make the second round, right? I I say that's the reward for finishing first that you would face the Cavs, not the Sixers because Sixers, yeah, I know we made fun of their bad luck in the playoffs and their inconsistent run in the playoffs and their injury troubles during the playoffs and whatnot. But... You'd still rather face the Cavs and inexperienced Cavs even. Uh, and I think that's why the first seed matters a lot in the East. Uh, the Celtics just lost that now. Do you think it makes an impact or am I reading too much into this? You saw it last season even because the Bucks had to face the Celtics in the second round and they got eliminated. Yeah, no, I think it's okay. I think it's a, it's a fair assessment. Can't really... Uh, mm-hmm. I'd have to nitpick really to, to say you're off. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Bucks, so uh, Bucks and Celtics. Is that a? I mean, can we write oh, that down for the Eastern Finals? I think so. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to struggle to see. Um, is there any, any other way this can play? Yeah, but you know, 
it doesn't it doesn't really work out it's odd though right usually you'd think the first and it's, second seed there'd be someone some upset especially with the east because there's been a pattern yeah. of upsets there's some random sixth place team comes and like toronto has done it atlanta has done it yeah. uh miami have done it a bunch of times celtics have done it uh nope <laughs> it's just the east got so badly depleted uh i don't know man nope no i'm i'm good i'm good picking the i'm really struggling i'm looking at i'm looking at toronto out of desperation i'm looking at no. atlanta can they step up no. two guys and eh, nix no. fuck off cleveland good team not finals not yet yeah but maybe brooklyn maybe uh, now is the year this is the year ben simmons ben simmons is like let's go let play off money right i mean uh, you just said a while ago western conference sucks so bad and everyone's bunched up Eastern conference is bad because the top tier have just separated themselves. So both the conferences have a problem of their own. Which conference if, if a new team is joining, which conference would you prefer to join at the moment? West definitely or the East because you could probably be in the third seed. I'd go East for sure because the East there's nothing new that they suck. They've sucked for like <laughs> it was like the 80s when they were last good. Um and the East were only relevant because Jordan was there in the 90s otherwise they sucked there too. Barring Jordan yeah. it was a joke in the East. Um, yeah. I pick the East Uh, for a very very different reason, it's something that over time we have learned, and there are a few exceptions like Giannis, right? Um, almost all of the warm weather cities are in the west, in the yeah. Western Conference. Yeah. South USA, West USA, they're all they're all out there. What does yeah. the East have? Toronto, New York, <laughs> la la la. Barring Minnesota, I have you know a couple of cities Minnesota here in there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So barring those in the west. Mostly, it's warm weather. Like, let me let me just take take a look at the Western Conference, right? Um, of course, all the California teams, Sacramento, Phoenix, LA, both LA teams, right? Dallas, Golden State, all warm weather, all great locations. Yep. Portland, meh, yeah, decent. Even San Antonio, Houston, Orleans, Oklahoma. There's there's really all yep. of the warm weather. So easy to attract talent, right? Forget the superstars for a second. Easy to attract everyone else. Um, then you get the superstars. The only way you get superstars in the East is through the draft. It's incredibly tough. Otherwise, you'll have to put together a super team uh, to bring anyone, and that even that only Brooklyn, New York have the clout to do it. Right. Other than that, there are really not too many markets. So I'd I'd pick the East. <laughs> wow, very uh, strategic business. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, we can't end this episode without uh, talking about Dame Lillard, can we? He's been on what kind of a run is this? I mean, every second year he goes on this run where he scores like forty points for fun. Yeah, and yesterday was one of those days where he went and hit thirteen three pointers and got seventy one points. When he got forty one in the first half, I was worried. I think like he could go for hundred even <laughs> because he was in that kind of form. Yeah. It was the yeah. Houston Rockets he was playing against, uh, and he just decided to go for seventy. <laughs> he just ended up at seventy one. Uh, now, a lot of people get criticized for. I mean, Dame gets a lot of criticism from these fans for not choosing, not having ambition, not choosing a bigger city and whatnot. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, Kevin Durant, for example, gets a lot of criticism for choosing a team where he can go and win and joining super teams and for having that ambition, yeah. so-called ambition, right? Now, which part of the book do you fall on? <laughs> do you fall on the Dame Lillard side or do you fall on the Kevin Durant side? Which one is better? Which one is not? In your opinion, they're both frustrating, um, <laughs> but you've got to feed the beast. That's how sports culture works. Mm-hmm. People have got people want perfection. A few people have achieved it, so it's doable. So now you expect it of everyone. Giannis did it, Kobe did it after Shaq, Jordan did it. A bunch of people who have, right? So, so you kind of tend to assume that this is the model, and and this evolves over time. 
more people like LeBron and KD have done it. Five more people do it over the next ten years. It's going to get normalized, right? Because yeah. it, like you've seen this across decades, what counts as the definition of a true fan changes. What's a true fan? What's a plastic fan? These things change over time. Like now, it's I see so many people now. They have two teams that they support, not one. Yeah. Yeah. We used to call them dual sims back in the day. It's, it's not that anymore, right? It's okay to support them. So um, these things change. Uh, I, I, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to judge, but I do have a hot take on Dave Lillard. It's an observation. It's not a judgment. It, I think he's. I've said this before. He's fully entitled to. He's a professional. It's a job at the end of the day. If he treats it just as that, he wants to do uh, that job to the best of his abilities. Take his money, go home, and not really follow the podcast trend of you know chase a chip and you're worthless if you are. I know that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm not going to judge. Uh, we all chase money in our careers. It's fine. Um, I do have an observation though. Is there a pattern uh, between his career choices mm-hmm. and the fact that he could have gone for a hundred yesterday and he settled at seventy-one? Because mm-hmm. the DNA of somebody hungry for championships and all-time greatness is their bones will collapse, but they'll keep going at it until they do. Jordan. Magic, Bird, Kobe, AI, winners uh, come close but didn't win, whatever. The DNA of somebody who chases championships is till their bones collapse, they're playing, they're running, any sport. Mm-hmm. With Dame Lillard, there's a line. I'll stay in Portland if it happens, it happens, otherwise fuck it. Yeah. I'll get 72 best efforts. It's okay, like I could have had a record, I could have at least eclipsed Kobe. I could have taken that... 100 is maybe a bit much, but I could have tried to go for 82 uh, and then built his eye to me, nobody counts built anyway, so I'm, I'm the greatest single, like greatest individual performance ever. Could have done it, didn't do it. He just, you could see, he just paced himself towards the end and he like, fuck it, I'm out. I stopped at 71, if I'm not wrong, is, is what Devin Booker had except that came in a defeat. Uh, Mitchell, uh, Devin Booker had 70. Okay, yeah, whatever. So, um, yeah. Is that a pattern? Is that something that you know, he's just not that guy? He's not the guy that stretches. Interesting. Like there is a line. He stretches a lot more than others do, but he has the ability to do more, and he draws a line. Yeah. Okay. I mean, could be. Probably uh, you're probably right in that assessment. Or that <laughs> we're hot take, or we're hot take central today. I'm just giving out random hot takes. <laughs> no, I love it. I love the I love the uh, comparison you did. Uh, I don't know. I'm not psychoanalyst. I'm not so much of a thinker. I just love I love the fact that there are players like him who decide like, okay, I want to stay oh, in the sure, city. Oh, I sure. try my best to win the city. Uh, Giannis did it and it was great, right? I mean, Giannis was criticized for the exact same thing when he signed the new contract with Milwaukee. Like, okay, this guy does not have ambition. He's not winning a title and he won it. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm not saying yeah, that would win a title and it doesn't make a difference to me whether he wins or not. He's one of the greatest yeah. ever to play the game. He is. He is. That's what matters. He is, but all due respect, Giannis is something else. Like, there, there are teams that he can drag to a championship that Lillard can't. Yeah. 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 Yanis is top 10 for me. When he, when he hangs up his shoes, he's already top 10. Yeah. With like yeah. more than half his career ahead of him. Right? Yanis is yeah. something else. Yanis is something else. Agreed. But I really love this breed of players. Also, when you're I looking do. at those records that Dame Lillard posted where he got his 16th 50 point game yesterday, and you look at the list and nobody's considering top 5, right? Yeah, top 6th, I think, he's now. Nobody's counting Wilt, and then you see Jordan, okay, you see Kobe, yeah, Kobe, like, okay, Harden, right, these are the next. And then you see uh, Harden, and like, wait, Harden doesn't get half the respect he deserves, he has 23 50-point games, where is all the respect for Harden gone, just because he has not won a title? No, it's not that, um, so he had a bunch of those, 
in that two three year stretch where he was bonkers the best scorer in the league like it wasn't even close no kd no lebron to james harden best offensive unit one man army yeah. in the league right yeah. um people noticed he came up there and that's and he got an mvp so yeah. now people are like okay you've shown you can do these 50 point games you've shown you can go on a rampage you're an mvp god go that extra mile yeah it is it is what it is sports and is then, not he joined a super team after that didn't work yeah. out he got criticized as well so there is no perfection there is no perfect no there is none but i'm saying no there is but but i th- i think there is um, this is now okay so what does he get credit for he's already in that upper echelon he's maybe top 10 maybe top 5 just pure offensive talent mm-hmm. very few like him right he's he's in that league of allen iverson whatever jordan kobe all of that but then it is a relative the moment you enter that league now you are you are splitting hairs now it's mm-hmm. relative now if you are in the company of multiple time mvps and all defense first teams and you've never played defense that's a big negative and then you never won shit like if you are cristiano ronaldo you never played a minutes defense in your life but you won a whole bunch of stuff you get that respect with to, those many flaws and the strip clubs and the no chips it, it will it will take a your your legacy will take a hit it's, it's just how it is it's a relative so how important is winning the ring in all of this like chris paul has never won a ring but he will go down as one of the greatest ever to play the so will james harden nobody is denying him that uh, he's an mvp man that itself puts him up of god knows how many players chris paul right so yeah he's exactly <laughs> so you know he's there he's up there now if if within the, those ranks if he wants to move up you need a chip unfortunately not because the chip is that important but because all of the others have it so if you want to surpass anyone on the rankings then you need that okay fair enough a lot of hot takes today a lot of uh, gyan i would say and a lot of hmm. uh, character assessment of dame lillard assassination uh, almost like what's your great fun do you have any tips for the fantasy league before you go away <laughs> no no i traded away darren fox for van fleet i thought it was the gamble of the century it turns out it was <laughs> but in the other guy's favor <laughs> Nope. nope. Okay. I have I'm done. I've given up. It's next year. We'll figure out next year. Okay. I did a three peat, so that counts for something. Now I've given. True. Up. True. Got to give it to you. I mean, three peat is good. I think it's going to be a close league at the, the coming to the end. I think it's going to be a close league. Uh, a lot of players who are on top are running out of games. Someone who's in seventh spot has a lot of games, so we'll see how he uh, <laughs> progresses. <laughs> I think we'll finish the season with a bunch of games in hand. <laughs> Six. No, no, I'm facing myself. Well, I'm facing myself. <laughs> Well, all right then. All right. Um, great fun talking to you, and I will catch you next week. All right, man. Cheers. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM Network. You can listen to us on the IVM Podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media. We're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry, and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ Varun and me Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fans' point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us. Sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IVM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday, glued to your chair, making you feel dull. 
worry not. Get your 5-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website or wherever you get your podcast from.